Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Because We Went to Therapy podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Ashley. And today we have an exciting guest who we're going to be talking about pregnancy, postpartum, all that. Um, Her name is Kelly Rodriguez. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she's also certified in prenatal mental health, Um, so which is really awesome because that's definitely a... In our, in our opinion, a topic that needs to be talked about a lot more. So we're really excited to have um, her on the podcast. And we were just saying she um, is it's timely podcast because as many of you know, Ashley's pregnant and almost due. So we are um, excited to talk about this. And Kelly, um, tell us more about yourself and what you do. Yes, thank you, Emily and Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be here and just share with everyone information about perinatal mental health. So yes, like you said, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in California, and also what is called a perinatal mental health certified professional through Postpartum Support International. And yeah, this is something that, you know, we don't talk about a lot. But, you know, I work with women and moms. I'm a mom myself, a wife, and I've been in the field for about over 10 years working with moms, with women in different life stages. And that stage between, you know, pregnancy and postpartum is is really uh, what I'm passionate about. And I'm excited to be here. Hey, thank you. Um, tell us how you got interested. I know you said you're a wife and mom. Like, did that kind of bring you or what interested you in perinatal and postpartum health for new moms and parents? Yes. You know, I think, I think, uh, usually when we join this field, we all have a story. So my story, what brought me here is like, yeah. Right. So, uh, like I said, I'm a mom and with my first baby, you know, is, so many things going on and so much information and I was really excited and you know uh everything was fine my pregnancy was fine but then I had a complicated birth with my first one and I you know I had an implant uh, c-section emergency c-section with that uh it was very difficult for me because we didn't really talk about these things and that kind of triggered some anxiety which thanks to the support I had I was able to overcome However, uh, when we had um, the first checkup with my baby five days later, uh, we got into a car accident and, you know, some driver just got in the way and our car got total and everything. So that returned again, like, oh my gosh, like that really triggered my anxiety again. And, and that definitely, definitely uh, was something that was an experience that definitely changed my, my, my career. You know, I was a mental health therapist before. But I didn't really know about this prenatal mental health field. You know, pregnancy and postpartum mental health was not something people talked about. You know, you're like, you'll know what to do. You'll be fine. You're going to enjoy everything. It's going to be magical. (laughs) But, you know, when these things happen, real life hits. And I I realized, you know, okay, something is going on. And again, you know, just to make it short, I did get the support I needed. But then since then, I realized, like, okay. We need to talk to moms about this. We need to just provide resources and tools and, and and just let people know that this can happen. And obviously, again, I didn't have a history. I didn't have any complications, any risk factors, but this happened, you know. So postpartum anxiety just kind of came uh, and, and joined my journey the first few weeks uh, postpartum. 
And that's really my motivation to now help moms overcome this and, and it's treatable and it, you can overcome it. We just need to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's something that I wasn't prepared for when I first became pregnant is you don't realize how much the postpartum depression or anxiety can start right from the moment you become pregnant, because I think oftentimes we hear about it, you know, signs to look for after labor and delivery. And like you touched on, even just women having these traumatic birth experiences that weren't expected and there's not an outlet to talk about it. I can't tell you how many times I've heard women talking about, you know, their pregnancy went seemingly okay and then they had this traumatic birth experience or a C-section that didn't go as planned or an emergency happening. And I just feel like there's not enough support around it and, you know, not even enough awareness around it. So I'm really thankful Mm -hmm. that you're here to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And that's so important, you see, because people think that is just, we hear a lot about postpartum depression, right? But then, you know, a lot of moms feel like that since pregnancy. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, they don't talk about it because it's like, I don't know, maybe there is something wrong with me, or maybe this is normal, or I don't know what's happening. I mean, in a lot of cases, they're not even able to identify that it's happening, you know, because we talk about it so much postpartum, you know. So, yeah, pregnancy definitely is is, uh, the piece that we definitely need to raise more awareness on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we appreciate you sharing your story. It sounds like that. I mean, that's so scary to have that happen five days after you have a, like a traumatic birth. So, um, yeah, thank you again for sharing that with us. Yeah. So going off a little bit of what I was mentioning with um, postpartum anxiety and depression starting off early, do you see a lot of that happening in moms that come to you before or, you know, during their pregnancy saying, I'm starting to experience some anxiety or depression related to my pregnancy because I noticed, especially during my first trimester, I don't know if it's just because my hormones were going crazy and I had all these physical symptoms as well, just not feeling well, I, my depression started to get a lot worse. So is that something that you often see from the perinatal side? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and that's, you know, that's such a good point because it's hard to tell. We go through so many changes, right? That is like, okay, what is it? Is it the normal pregnancy? Is it my hormones? Is it depression? You know, in a lot of times, you know, again, you're not going to hear mom saying, I'm feeling depressed or I'm anxious, you know, like it's just kind of like you, you start feeling like something is off. This is not like me. I'm feeling kind of like, you know, uh, emotional, but also it's kind of hard for me to manage, right? So definitely a lot of moms just started in pregnancy. And, you know, the, the challenge is that a lot of times moms have conversation with the doctors and the doctors, you know, unless they're training the prenatal field, a lot of times they're going to be dismissive and they're going to feel like, well, it's normal. You're fine. You're hormonal, you know, which is true. Right, but we also need to be aware of okay, how much is this getting on the way of my daily life and things like that. So a lot of moms do come to me during pregnancy, but usually it's late in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, not at the beginning. Because we keep wondering like, is it something else or is it just how it is? You know, so definitely, definitely um when it does happen, 
at least from my experience, is usually later, later in the second trimester or even the third one. Right. And there's also this, you know, standard that I think people are breaking away from a little bit now within our generation, thankfully, but you know, you're not supposed to tell anybody in quotes until you're 12 weeks or three months, three, four months pregnant, which also can be a really, really isolating time too, especially if you find out you're pregnant around, you know, around your missed period and your four or five weeks, that's like another two months before you feel like you could tell anybody because the risk of early miscarriage, but my point of view with it was once I told our families, I was like, I feel comfortable talking to at least my close group of friends about it because if something were to happen, you know, a miscarriage or something else negative, I would want to rely on those people as well. I would want them to know that as well. So, you know, hopefully we can start eliminating the stigma that, you know, you have to wait 12 weeks. This you know, old rule, this old stigma to talk about our pregnancies. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you, you hear so much, right? Like, oh, what if something happens? You know, let's just not tell anybody. And, and again, you know, I think it's more about checking in with yourself, you know, and what feels good to you, right, and your mm-hmm. family, and, and whatever feels can be more, more supportive. Right. And, and like in your case, like you were saying, you know, it was actually a good thing that I told people, you know, because if anything were to happen, I, I, I know who I can count with. Right. So uh, and for some moms, it can be really scary to do that, you know, and they prefer to just not not say anything. And I think it's more about asking yourself, am I doing this out of just protecting my peace? Or am I doing this out of fear? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just kind of like that. It's such an individual experience decision but definitely yeah i mean we need to normalize it if you choose to say it the next day you test positive that's okay you know if that was work if that's if that's gonna work for you mm-hmm. then go ahead and do it you know as it's part of the process and um it's more about what works for you you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and earlier when you were sharing your story you mentioned that like, you didn't really have any risk factors um can you talk a little bit about that in terms of like, did you mean like physical ones or like emotional ones or both? I'm just curious, like what are risk factors for um, like mental health, post uh, health, um, mental health? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Emily is so important to think about that because usually when you think about risk, risk factors, for example, in my case, right? You know, my pregnancy was fine. First pregnancy, everything healthy, everything good. Nothing, you know, nothing that was uh, concerning. Um, so usually you think about, so mentally, you know, like my mental health was in a good place. Emotionally, I was really excited. I was ready, you know, to become a mom. I was in a good place. I had support. I had a great doctor, everything, you know. So, yeah, when we think about, when I share about that, it's like, I didn't have any risk factors in regards to like physically, emotionally, mentally, everything seemed fine. So when we talk about risk factors, we talk about mental illness, you know, or mental health conditions and history, even if it's not yours, uh, in your family, you know, immediate family, you know, how was your mom's pregnancy? You know, that's something that we don't talk about often sometimes, you know, if you have uh, support of your parents, 
um, also what kind of support you have. Do you lack support system? Is it limited? And when we talk about support system, you know, it doesn't always look like family, you know, it can be that you're far away from family. So your support system is gonna look different. You know, it's gonna look like a different community, friends, um, where are you? Like other factors have to do with your relationship status, you know, are you in a committed relationship? Are you a single mom? Uh, was this a baby that was planned? Was this a surprise baby? Like all of those things can play a factor, you know, even uh, any health issues, any recent life changes. Did you move you know, to a different place? Uh, have you experienced any type of loss in your family? Um, any health conditions? And are you taking medication for any mental health condition that you may have experienced? Um, and anything, any complications during the pregnancy, all of those are considered risk factors. That, like, th that's a lot of risk factors. And so it's so crazy to me that postpartum and, you know, just men uh, maternal mental health isn't more, um, isn't a bigger talked about topic in our society, given all those risk factors that people can experience with pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, even, you know, how was it getting pregnant? You know, are you, or, you know, was it easy? Was it difficult? Are you a mom of multiples? You know, that's another risk factors, you know, and even finances, you know, access to resources can be. So yeah, definitely, you know, there's a lot out there that we don't talk about. And sometimes we expect moms to just jump into it and enjoy every day and glow, you know, and, and that it's not always a reality. And I'm curious mm -hmm. if you've seen with the shift in social media in the last 10 or so years, especially, I noticed when I was going to my prenatal appointments, the doctor was like, don't look at mommy blogs. Don't look at, you know, certain recommendations on Reddit or TikTok or whatever, unless it's coming from a certified professional in whatever field that they're talking about, because everybody's got their opinions, especially on, you know, so many people it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's great for people to talk about and advocate like their birth stories or their prenatal stories and things like that. But it's also, it can be very triggering when you're the pregnant person or the new mom and you're like, whoa, I don't want to think about SIDS or I don't want to think about stillbirth or all like, that's something I really struggled with. I had to block a lot of hashtags on TikTok because I'm like, I don't want to see this. Like, this is very triggering to me. So have you seen, um, any, you know, prevalence with social media with your clients in the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think a lot of people mean well, you know, when they create their pages and, you know, um, share the content, they share the experiences. And although I think it's important to share the stories, it can definitely be, you know, just an information overload. You know, if you're a new mom, you know, and, and when I say new moms, you know, I'm always not talking about just the first time you're a mom, but to me, every time you have a new baby, whether you have one, seven, eight, you know, you're a new mom to that baby, you know, so it's a different experience every time, right? So it can be definitely a lot to just take in and you wonder, you know, you, we fall into a lot of just comparing ourselves, you know, and also just feeding into those fears of like, what if, oh my gosh, is that going to happen to me? Is that me? Am I doing all the things, you know, am I, or am I at risk, you know? So I think it's important to definitely be very mindful of 
even just noticing like how much time are you spending on media, you know, on social media and how do you feel when you do that? You know, like you were saying, I have to block some hashtags good for you, you know, because that's part of self-care, you know, we need to go, it's such a vulnerable time, you know, and we can take in so much and it can be so overwhelming. It can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Some things can be helpful, but some things can feel really triggering, like you were saying. And that's something again, that, you know, we just got to check in with yourself and say, okay, when I go to this page, am I feeling still at peace or am I ending in, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I have to Google this. Is this what is happening to me? Am I doing enough? You know? So if you're feeling that social media is definitely a factor, definitely because I see it a lot. I see a lot of moms just saying, oh, I saw this online and I saw here, you know, is this true? Um, and again, I'm, I just think it's important to make sure that you know where you're getting information from. Mm-hmm. Um, but also noticing if you don't need to be on social media, during this time, I know it's hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, but also it's like, you, you just gotta know what you need to just kind of preserve your peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like limiting social media, if that, you know, is something you need to do, what else do you think, um, new moms and parents can do to, um, help, you know, set themselves up like as much as they can. I know like when the baby comes, things are unpredictable and it's not just like, you'll know what to do type of thing. So like what can, and actually, you know, maybe you can talk about what you've been doing too. Like what can, um, new moms and spouses and just people in general do while they're pregnant to help set themselves up, um, for the best possible, you know, outcome. I know everything changes like with your, um, situation, things can change in a heartbeat, but just kind of curious what you think people with like maybe risk factors, what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think that one of the things that is important to keep in mind, first of all, is understanding that my experience is not going to look like yours. You know, like my experience is, is, is mine. And I remember that, uh, a lot of times, you know, when I, was pregnant the first time, you know, I, you know, people just glorifying the experience. Like if you're going to enjoy every moment and it's going to be beautiful and breastfeeding is going to be magical. And it, that, that was not my reality. You know, I enjoyed it. A lot of times, a lot of things were great and amazing. I was like, Oh, that was beautiful. But not everything was like that, yeah. you know? So I think it's important to just kind of think about as a mom, be very mindful that your experience, is valid and is unique and it's gonna look the way it needs to look you know mm-hmm. uh, when when you think about it it's like okay do I have do I have to feel the same way someone else did not really you know it's gonna it's gonna be different you know you can be excited about your new baby and you can also struggle at the same time so kind of like be very uh, realistic you know having realistic ex- expectations you know and I say that because Again, you know, we hear from people, we see social media, we may hear from family and friends that may tell us all of these stories that we may not relate to, mm-hmm. you know? So one of the things like keep on check, you know, your expectations, are they realistic? Do they match your lifestyle? You know, so thinking about that, like keeping your basic needs on check, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I know that doing postpartum, like that's, 
you know, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps sounds amazing, you know, but you know, it's not always possible, mm -hmm. you know. So I think again, just checking in with your expectations, keeping your basic needs on check. Are you eating? Okay. Are you, you know, are you hydrating? Are you moving your body a little bit? You know, are you connecting with people who are healthy for you? You know, that's also something is staying connected to people that are really people who are supporting you, you know, whether it's a circle of moms who may be going through a similar stage, but even if they're not moms, just friends or family that can be there uh, in a supportive way, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think also remembering that people don't always know what you need. You know, when we talk about if you have a partner, if that's the case. Um, don't assume that your partner should know what you need, you know, that's part of also that process of like, oh, you know, I thought they knew what I needed and I didn't ask for it and I'm disappointed or I'm resentful because I didn't get it. Uh, but a lot of times we need to be mindful of like, am I expressing what I need? Am I being clear and specific? Because that postpartum period is so uh, unique, mm -hmm. you know, and we may have something in mind when we're actually in it we may feel different so our needs may change to being able to be specific and clear uh expressing what we need in the day that, that we're in you know it can change daily really mm -hmm. i'll say something that you touched on really worked for me how you're talking about you know talking with other parents or mothers that are kind of in a similar stage of life as you I started going to prenatal yoga in my third trimester and I wish I had started sooner mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. it's like, when are you ever in a room with 30 other pregnant people at the same exact time, besides maybe at the OB office or something or at, in labor and delivery. And a lot of us would get together after class and just talk for 20 or 30 minutes about what's going on or what are we struggling with? And it just really brings that sense of community with, you know, you see other people are struggling with their pregnancy or communicating with their families or maybe struggling financially or health issues. And it just really puts a lot of things in perspective that, you know, we really are a community and we, you know, can all offer support and advice to each other in that pregnancy is a really, really difficult time. But um, if we recognize that, then we can all kind of help get each other through it. Right, right. You know, and, and you know, I think I, I think I share a lot of the postpartum phase, right? But you know, during pregnancy, even uh, I mean, of course, I'm going to advocate for therapy. <laughs> you know, and and this is something that I tell a lot of the moms I work with is like, you don't have to, you know, be in a really bad place to seek that support. You know, um, for example, support groups. You know, like some people feel like, oh, that's because something is wrong. And I don't want to, I don't want to do that, but I, you know, that's what it is. It's a support, it's a community. And mm -hmm. even if you all just hear other people's stories can feel so validating right. and not as lonely, like, oh, okay. Then it was just me, you know? So definitely during pregnancies that, you know, whether it's therapy, support groups, you know, your groups, like there is a lot of stuff out there that you just need to think about, okay, what is something that I enjoy, you know, that is important to me? Do you enjoy the outdoors? Do you not enjoy the outdoors? You know, do you enjoy going out to eat? You know, so there are a lot. Do I enjoy book clubs? You know, a lot of things that sometimes can feel like, oh, I don't know if I can connect with people there. Uh, but you can, you know, just finding that community, whatever it looks like. 
and um, just remembering that if you do need some support, you don't have. It doesn't mean that you're in a bad place. You don't have to wait on until things that are really bad. Like it's just a tool that mm-hmm. you can utilize. You know, add it to your um, support system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and yeah. I think even just having that community can be a really good place to just vent sometimes about what you're going through with pregnancy. Maybe if you don't even see it as like a big deal or a big issue that you're dealing with, even just talking about like some of the unsolicited advice that you get from random people, like at the gym or at the store about how pregnancy is or how your body looks. Sometimes it's just nice to talk to other pregnant women about that or people that have been pregnant before because they can relate and then it just helps to vent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, like things like that, you know, like sometimes you have people touching your family or like, you know, and you're like, whoa, that's weird, you know. And for some some for some moms like, Oh, I love it, that's sweet, you know, but it's like talking about those kind of things, like, did you like that? And I like that, you know, again, it's the sense of community definitely can help and is also uh, a preventative tool, you know, mm-hmm. for your mental health. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, that's good. Like, that's good to hear that it's not just me. And I think it's important to just realize the importance of just connecting with the right people. It's really, and that may change when you're pregnant. You know, maybe people from before, like, oh, maybe maybe that's not the person I want to spend a lot of time with. But yeah. in this time, and that's okay. You know, those those boundaries that feel healthier within this time um, are fine. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like reevaluating um, some, if needed, some things or some people in your life and how you want to spend your time. Um, and I really like what you mentioned about Ashley and I did a pregnancy podcast and talk, touched on this a bit. And I really liked what you mentioned about um, like your experience is going to be your experience. And like, it's, you know, it's okay to take in the whole experience of being pregnant. Like I've never been pregnant, but, um, you know, I've heard from Ashley and other pregnant women that like some of it's really difficult, right? Like physically and emotionally. And then, you know, online, like you were saying before, you just kind of see like, oh yeah, I never had morning sickness or like, you know, my birth was a breeze and just like can set up these, like you were saying, these, you know, expectations. And then you can feel lonely or isolated or like something's wrong if you're experiencing that. So I really, really appreciate you saying like your experience is valid. Your experience is your experience and kind of checking in with your expectations and, you know, doing what you need to do to take care of that so that, yeah, you understand that like, your pregnancy is it's your journey and like the whole part of it is okay like the the parts that you struggled with or the you know the like you said like oh you're glowing like the the baby shower like all those things like all the quote-unquote awesome things it's like there's also okay for you to have some parts that were really difficult too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely it's so important you know that being so being gracious with yourself and that self-compassion you know it's like it's okay if today i'm having a hard day and it's, it's okay tomorrow my day looks very different like that that's completely okay you know you don't have to sometimes we want to like justify it you know or make sure that people understand it sometimes people won't you know and that's okay you know it's, it's, it's something that we need to provide ourselves a self-validation as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely And something I've noticed throughout both my pregnancy and then other friends that have been pregnant recently is that I noticed that 
bringing a child into the world can often bring up like childhood wounds of your own or maybe of the father's own or a different family member's own. Is that something that you've experienced a lot where, you know, becoming pregnant has triggered something in somebody else's own childhood that they hadn't really considered before? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's definitely, I mean, when we become parents, it's like we just have a mirror walking <laughs> with us all day, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, I hadn't noticed this, you know, like, why did I react that way? You know, why, why did that bother me so much? You know, and, and the truth is that, you know, when we become parents, we, we become aware of things that we didn't know were still unresolved. Um, and that can be really hard you know because we want to be the best parents we can and a lot of times we have in mind i mean some little things you know whatever depending on your um upbringing you know you may have things in mind that you say oh i don't I know i remember this was my experience I'm a, i want to make sure i don't do that but somehow we end up doing that you know so and you know not everything has to be bad right you know but a lot of times you know we may be uh, reminded of experiences that were hurtful, that mm -hmm. were things that we never, never processed, never talked about. And a lot of times we didn't even become aware of those until our babies come and remind us that maybe I have a hard time, you know, controlling things or not controlling things, or maybe I have a have very high expectations of myself, or maybe, you know, I can come from so many different places. And, you know, it's, sometimes you just see this thing and you realize, wow, I didn't know. That bother me so much you know why is this you know why do i become so even overstimulated you know like mm -hmm. why this thing that i'm supposed to enjoy feels so hard why is it hard for me to sometimes play with my baby or sometimes connecting like i thought i was going to be really good at this and that's not the case you know but a lot of times it comes from our backgrounds you know and when we haven't processed those things you know whether it's with our parents caregiver friends the environment we grew up in whatever it was, uh, is, is definitely something that comes up a lot, you know? So it can be, it can be hard and it can also be an opportunity, you know, for healing. I like how you put that, how it's an opportunity for healing. Like you said at the beginning, raising kids is really a mirror looking back at you because you start to wonder like, okay, why are they acting this way? And it's like, well, they spend all their time with me. So it's probably something I did. <laughs> and you really don't realize that until you become a parent or until you get pregnant, mm -hmm. it's just like a whole new, you know, phase of behavioral mental health that is opened up to you. So I think that's, yeah. you know, beautifully put it's some, it's an opportunity for you to, you know, heal yourself and then also, heal yourself for the next generation too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it is, again, we sometimes have this thing in mind that we don't want to repeat, but yet we still go there because that's what has felt familiar, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, familiar doesn't always mean healthy. It just, it's what we, we've known, you yeah. know? So sometimes when we notice that, oh, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be doing this, but I'm doing this. Well, there is something that, you know, I think, I always remind moms, like, before you go, like, don't be judgmental, be curious, you know, like, ask yourself, like, what's going on here? And not like, why did I do that? But like, okay, what happened in here? You know, why did I have that response? Even our bodies will send us messages where we feel like, oh, that mess. It was so overwhelming. I felt so mad, you know, and I don't know why. Well, maybe 
growing up, you were not allowed to have a mess. You know, in your practice, you just be so clean and neat all the time, and you feel that pressure, feel, feel anxious about that. You know, this is just an example of things that can come up. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I always tell moms, you know, be curious about it. You know, what is something that you're needing during that time that maybe your, your child reminded you of? You know, um, so definitely a lot of, uh, it's a process, it's a daily process for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I like how you said to be curious because that's, you know, for my non-pregnant clients, that's something I talk to them about. Like instead of beating yourself up for like, I can't believe you just yelled at your kid or like freaked out over something small, you know, get curious and not try to understand that. And um, it allows you to be a lot more self-compassionate rather than um, shaming yourself or beating yourself up. And as I'm sure you know, um, shame and beating ourselves up doesn't help us change. Whereas self-compassion and being curious can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So important. We, and yet you, we forget it so often. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, we need to like daily reminder, like, okay, I'm okay. I can get through this. I can get through this moment, you know, and, and definitely it's, it's part of the process. Like, okay, it's not that. And not everything has to be bad, right? You know, our, our kids can also remind us of the strengths we have. Um, that we were not aware of either, but mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a lot of both things that we need to accept and realize, okay, what needs to be addressed, what needs to be processed, what am I needing support? Mm-hmm. And something that I've noticed with new parents as well is sometimes we have issues drawing boundaries around our new family life and around, you know, maybe people visiting us with a new baby or visiting us in the hospital. And I'm already getting so many questions like, are you going to have visitors in the hospital? Are you going to have people come over after, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that a lot of times it can be overwhelming to where you're like, okay, I, you know, forget this. I don't want anybody around. Like it's just easier this way, or you just have an open door policy. So have you seen a lot of difficulties with, new parents being able to draw boundaries around um, their new babies? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if anything, I think it starts during pregnancy, you know, where people are like, you know, they, they can be excited about your journey and at the same time sharing information that you're not really asking for, you know. So even during pregnancy, it's a good time to start practicing those boundaries and say things like, I appreciate you're sharing and at the same time like those are not things i need to hear right now you know so being very polite respectful and clear <laughs> you know because uh, sometimes that can be hard and, and that does the thing with boundaries you know they're gonna make you uncomfortable and not everybody are gonna you know not everybody's gonna understand not everybody's gonna be like oh really okay i won't talk about it anymore you know they might try again you know yeah. and they're important as well like you're gonna have visitors right you know, I can come, right? You know, and it's like, wait, like, let me, let me choose, let me decide what aligns with me. And for some people, having visitors is the thing they need. It's how they feel to for it. That's what they want people to show up for them. And for some people are like, no, it's like, I don't know. Like, I need a few days to adjust. I need space, I need privacy. And I will let you know when I'm ready for you to come visit. You know, I'm excited. That you're gonna, you want to be my baby, and I'll definitely let you know when we're ready for that. You know, so definitely boundaries are 
challenging because you know what you know you you would feel guilty you know maybe saying like oh no not yet or maybe can we wait a little bit more or we don't need to have people around we just don't feel ready for that it can be very hard because like i said a lot of people are not gonna agree you know that's something that you gotta be okay with you know that because people don't agree understand or approve it doesn't mean that you have to change the boundary that you need you know so if what for your mental health if that's what works you decide okay i'm feeling like maybe having visits too soon that's going to feel more overwhelming than supportive i'm allowed to do that for myself you know so Definitely boundaries are challenging and they can be really um, uncomfortable, but also still needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I heard somebody say the other day that you drawing boundaries is your attempt to maintain that relationship with the person, rather as they might see it as you trying to cut them off or do something negative. So I thought that was a really eloquent way of putting it because that is something I've struggled a lot with, especially since you got since I got pregnant, like you were saying, the advice starts coming immediately. Like everybody wants to put their two cents in or saying like, oh, can I babysit or oh, can I come over? And I'm like, hold, hold up. Like I still got to get used to this whole parenting thing in the first place. You know, I'm still trying to get used to this new bearing. So yeah, I think it's um, really pertinent to help new parents be able to kind of draw those boundaries and, you know, be flexible with them and how to communicate with their friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, even if, if there is a partner in the picture, talk about those things, you know, prior, because a lot of times we kind of assume that they know, or we think like, well, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want anybody to feel bad, you know, and people may come up with statements like that, you know, Oh, you should be grateful. You have support or you know you've changed you've been complicated you know and and again they're allowed to have their opinion they're allowed to feel that way about it uh the same way that you're allowed to just set the boundaries that feel you need for your own wellness you know and mm -hmm. that um i mean it's even more possible when you do talk about it with your partner you know if that is whether it's a partner a friend someone who's close to you that you can verbalize that and say hey this is what i'm needing yeah. You know, are we on the same page? Definitely. I keep hearing this theme of like, one, checking in with yourself during pregnancy and postpartum to, you know, assess your needs and what's right for you. And then communicating that with, you know, whether it is a partner, <laughs> friends, family, all of the above, like communicating those needs. Um, like, like I said, first assessing it because things are going to change, I imagine, you know, from pregnancy to postpartum to the very next day, but then assessing your needs and communicating those to the people in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's, again, a lot of times we can fall into the pattern of like, oh, I thought they knew, yeah. you know, but, you know, and, and a lot of times people don't, you know, people don't know and it's better to say it. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, totally. I get it. I get it, you know. Or they may be like, oh, I didn't know. That's what you wanted. I didn't know that was important to you. And, yeah, I mean, it, it feels better. I guess it's kind of like even if they don't agree, 
just giving yourself permission to say those things out loud and to ask and express what you're needing, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, that in itself is, is, is protecting your mental health. And do you have suggestions on how we can kind of support new mothers or, you know, not just with their first baby, but anytime they're going through the process of having a new child with their physical and mental health, you know, maybe they're not ready to see people because I think if you haven't had kids before, it could, you know, you could just good naturally assume that, yeah, they want me to come over and like bond with the baby and meet the baby and all that good stuff. But whether it's like bringing them meals or doing something else to support them, do you have any suggestions? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important to just kind of like, again, when you, you have been surrounding yourself with the right people, that is the first step, right? Knowing who you want to be part of the process is important. And not all friends, you know, not, not all pre-pregnancy friends are going to be the friends that you want to be around, not because they're bad friends or anything. They're just, it's a different life season. Mm -hmm. And and it's important to, again, just be surrounded by, by the people that you really know that can show up for you in the way you need to. So one of the ways is like, just be there to listen, you know, a lot of times and ask mom, you know what? I was thinking on stepping by and I was wondering if you'd like me to take some food, you know? I mean, just asking the question helps the mom feel that you're taking her into account. Mm -hmm. You're not assuming like, oh, she's starving. You yeah. don't know. I mean, you know, really, you know, uh, it, it, it can be so many different uh, experiences that some people may feel like, oh, please don't bring me more food. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. Or some people are like, oh, please do. I haven't had a good, I haven't had a good meal in a couple of days, you know? So even just be there and checking in you know, in a way that is supportive, but not intrusive, yeah. you know, just like a statement of like, Hey, I'm excited. You're, you know, back home. I'm excited to meet your baby. Uh, will you let me know when you're ready for me to visit? If I do visit and if you feel ready, would you like me to just leave it at the door? You know, is there anything specific you need? You know, I was thinking about this, but I want to check in with you. Is that something you need? Mm -hmm. You know? And sometimes for moms, um, for new moms, it's hard for us to identify what we need, mm -hmm. you know? And, and sometimes we're like, I don't know, sure, bring it, you know? Because sometimes we, we're so all about the baby and overwhelmed, you know? And one thing that I, I really tell people is like, ask what she needs. She's taking care of the baby. Baby's been fed, baby's been changed, baby's been sleeping, all that. Ask her, what, what do you need? You know, and of course, you know, usually people kind of bring something for the baby, but ask her, that makes a mom feel, feel seen, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, I get to become invisible after having the baby. Like, just ask her, what do you need? Is there anything you want? You know, and one thing that I like to do sometimes, I remind people, or I, I ask moms to do it, like before they have the baby, let people know what are some things you like, you know, uh, so they can share that with you when you have the baby, you know? So checking in first before just showing up, you know, in a way that is supportive, not intrusive, uh, and be specific, you know? I was thinking about taking this. Is that what you need? Or is there something else that I can help you with, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, if they're ready to visit, just double check. Is this a good time to visit? And if not, is it okay if I check in again to know when it's a good time? Or would you let me know? I'm okay. Would you like me to call? Would you like me to text? or you're not like me, <laughs> you know, like 
it, it happens, you know, it's just sometimes we assume that the mom is needing help, but sometimes they just need a few days to just kind of adjust. Yeah. And uh, I mean, really postpartum is way longer than the first week or six weeks. You know, it's, it's a long journey, you know, after you have your baby, really. So I think just being able to listen and ask about her. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I love that. I'm excited for you. I am proud of you. Wow, you did this. And one thing that I often hear is like people wanting to ask questions about the birth story. Uh, how did it go? How was it? You know, and which is, I get it. You know, people get curious. But mom will share things that she wants to share. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's ready, if she's ready, she'll share what she wants. So just listen instead of like just asking a bunch of questions like, how did it go? How was it? I know that sometimes it's hard not to because we want to know all the details, which is fine. But it is a time for that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to just kind of ask her like, hey, you know, and even say encouraging statements. Like, I'm so proud of you. Wow, you just brought this baby into this world. That's amazing. Yeah. You see, so you're not, you're not basing it on like telling your story. How was it? You know, like regardless, I don't know how it went, and you'll share with me when you're ready. But either way, I'm so proud of you. Wow, mm-hmm. you did this. You know, and I'm here for you. What did you need? You know, this is what I'm thinking you need, but hey, let me know if that's not it. You know, so just asking about the mom really, really helps. Validating, you know, that validation is so important. Um, even if, you know, your your friend is not a mom or something, you can still offer that validation. You know, you don't have to fully understand experience just listening and saying wow thanks for sharing that with me it must be hard it must be difficult you know that's that validation is so important and just having an adult conversation during those first few days they feel perfect it may be the thing that the mom needs (laughs) i love that i feel like i even as a therapist i just learned so much about how to support ashley you know when uh her baby is here because yeah i love what you said about like taking care of the mom, right? The new mom and asking about her, not assuming, right? Asking about her and also, you know, that validation and like respecting those boundaries and, you know, letting her know how amazing it is that you just literally brought a human life into this world. That like, The fact that women can do that is just another reason why we're so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Moms definitely need a lot of attention and care and I know that the baby's exciting and everything, but you know, I, I think that it's it can be lonely for moms sometimes when people don't ask about them, you know, and, and, and even if you don't feel like sharing, just getting people checking in on you, like, oh, they see me, yeah, you know, and, and that's something that is very, very important. Absolutely. And within kind of the first year or, you know, even past that postpartum, if you have a friend confide in you that maybe they are dealing with um, a little bit of postpartum anxiety or depression or other mental health issues, do you have any suggestions on how you can kind of, you know, gently suggest that they do try therapy if they're not in it already or different resources that could help them out? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, is, is, Sometimes you want to be helpful and, and offer it, right? But it can be that mom is not ready for it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and even if they need it. So I think just being, again, very um, willing to just listen and appreciate 
whatever they're sharing with you. You know, obviously safety is a priority. You know, if there are any safety concerns, you know, you do want to provide resources right away and checking in constantly and don't leave, you know, there is something that is like an emergency type of situation, right? But if they're sharing mm -hmm. something about postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, again, a lot of times moms are not going to specifically say I'm feeling depressed, you know, because mm -hmm. it's something that, uh, again, it's such a different moment. It's a different experience that they're going to be able, sometimes they're not going to be able to tell that it's something else, you know, that is not just the overwhelm of being a new mom, right? Mm -hmm. So if you notice that this person is sharing that, that is struggling with this or they're wondering if they're struggling with something else uh you can just simply say things like oh you know i'm, I'm wondering if uh you'd like me to help you find resources you know i've heard about uh, support groups i've heard a lot about other moms going through similar situations and i think that if you were to hear these stories maybe you can also feel that it's not just you right mm -hmm. so sometimes it's starting with a support uh like a like a group setting can be helpful for some moms it can feel like oh i don't want to go in a group <laughs> no i want i need something more private right and if they're not ready to go to therapy you know one of the things is kind of saying well uh i've heard there are therapists who specialize in this postpartum phase you know which does make a difference you know uh because again it's such a different time it's a, it's a different uh stage in your life and the needs that you have are gonna be different. So having the ability to connect, you know, to connect with someone, a professional who is specialized in perinatal mental health is really gonna make a difference, you know? So just suggesting that like, wow, I noticed you, you know, you're sharing all this, it must be so hard. You know, I'm wondering if you consider, uh, you know, just seeking someone I can help you connect, you know, you want me to help you make a phone call, you know? Um, so obviously you can't, connect with the therapist, you know, because it has to be the adult doing it, but just in the, just just having that uh, willingness to say, you want me to help you find the number. You know, mm -hmm. I know it can yeah. be difficult at the same time. Even if you've been through it, you can say that. I know sometimes it can be intimidating to think about going to therapy if that's the case, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I also know that it can be very helpful to just talk to someone who is, you know, neutral, they don't know you. And right. you can just kind of have the freedom to talk, right? When you're ready. Just adding that statement is very important. Like when you're, when ready. you're ready. And here are some resources. This is what I found. I was looking this up. You know, I think that sometimes moms can feel really um, just everything is all about the baby. So even if you say that, hey, you should find a therapist. I mean, that's going to feel like, oh, yeah, I don't even have time for that. Right. You know? So like, yeah, here, I found a couple of numbers, you know, and if you need me to help you, you know, hold the baby when you call, that's okay. If you need me to call with you, I'm here for that when you're ready. You know, I said, okay, if I check in with you, you know, I just want to make sure that you feel um, that you care for, you know, I, I care about you, you know, and, mm -hmm. I, and I, I want to know that uh, you're doing okay during this time. Mm -hmm. So I think it's all about that. Like, listening again, validation again, but also, like, hey, here are these numbers, you yeah. know, yeah. and if, if there's any practical steps I can, I can help you with, I'm here for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's great. Again, that validation, listening, and I really like what you said about when you're ready. 
Um, no pressure, no rush. Just when you're ready, I'm here. Or, you know, I can help when you need. Um, this has been, like I was saying before, been such a helpful conversation in terms of how to support Ashley. And um, I'm so glad that you're, you know, you came on our podcast and you're talking about this and that you support new moms because, you know, unfortunately, I don't think the U.S. is set up to support new parents. And so it's great that... Um, there are mental health professionals specializing in this um, area. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and one thing that I'd like to mention is that just um, normalizing that struggle. You know, I think a lot of moms who may be struggling feel that shame, you know, like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be enjoying this. You know, Mm -hmm. why am I not loving every minute? You know, why am I not taking all these cute pictures that I see online, you know, in social media? And Trust me, I mean, you may see a lot of that, but you don't know what's behind closed doors. You don't know what's going on, right? So I think it's, it's also reminding yourself that you can have those good moments and also you can struggle and it doesn't mean that there is something wrong with you. You know, it is. it happens a lot. And I think it has to do with that part that we were talking about before is the things that you hear, right? Like everything's gonna be great. It's gonna be easy. You're gonna know, you're gonna enjoy it. And when that doesn't happen, is like a like a shock, you know, like wow, like it must be just me, you know, I must be doing this wrong. So kind of like again, just normalizing that and, and reminding mom, like you're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. What you're doing must be hard, but here you are, and I'm so glad that you're sharing this with me. I appreciate you trusting me, you know, and you deserve to feel better. I think that when we talk about, uh, I mean. PMATS, you know, what it's called as prenatal mood and anxiety disorders, you know, uh, postpartum depression and anxiety and pregnancy postpartum anxiety, I mean, uh, anxiety and depression um, are two of the conditions that can affect a mom, right? But also kind of like reminding those moms that th- this is treatable. You, you don't have to say that way. Like the, these, these conditions are very treatable successfully, you know, whether it's support groups, therapy, medication, community, everything, it is possible. And I know that in the moment when it's happening, uh, a lot of women don't know that, a lot of moms don't know that. They feel that it's gonna be like that forever. Mm -hmm. But it is treatable, it's possible, there is a way out. And even when it feels lonely, it doesn't mean that you are alone in it. Mm -hmm. That's beautifully put. And I think reminding ourselves as a society that when we support moms, we're also supporting their children too, because by us enabling to support them, they're able to better take care of their kids as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on the podcast and talking about this. We really appreciate everything you do and um, everything you shared with us today. Yes, thank you so much, Emily and Ashley. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for you know, just having this conversation and raising awareness is, is key. You know, we need to mm-hmm. let moms know okay, this can happen and if it happens, it doesn't have to stay that way. You deserve to feel better, there are resources, there is support, and um, it's okay to honor your own experience and just do whatever it takes to take care of yourself and your mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know you post a lot of resources on your Instagram and social. So do you mind just letting us know your handles as well, and letting our audience know so they can go give you a follow? Sure. Thank you. Yeah, totally. So my handle is at 
all the feels that therapy. All the feels. Which is all the feels. Motherhood is about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so perfect. all the feels that therapy. That's a perfect um, name for just in general, but then also because we're talking about like the whole experience, right? All the feels that you have when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum. So a perfect way to end an awesome conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate Thank you. Your work as well. Thanks, Kelly. Welcome.